G'day, Colin. Hello, listeners. Hey, Hugh. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome, Producer Gil. Hugh, why are we here? We're here to inspire and educate the business owner. How are we going to do that today, Connell? Today, we're telling our listeners why their view of their business culture is probably wrong. You've got a story about a keyboard warrior and a Google review? (laughs) I do. It's not on my business, so don't stress. And then after that, at the end of the show, Hugh, it's the end of our first season. 2P1J, episode 10, season one, done and dusted. 10 episodes in the bag. You also tell a story where you put on a heap of weight and you're going to try out for the biggest loser. (laughs) (laughs) I'd fucking win. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it when I come here? (laughs) My personal identity is fucked because of this show. (laughs) Talking of, let's get into the Rapid Fire Review. (laughs) The Rapid Fire Review. Connell and Hugh take 30 seconds each to reflect. Okay, Connell. Hugh. What have you been thinking about since our last show? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> uh, well, for this week's Rapid Fire Review, I've done something quite close to the heart and it ties into some of the feedback you and I have received about the show. But I think upon reflection, I'm better off script. For the past few shows, I've brought in some pretty detailed notes to kind of you know, flow on from something we're talking about or to really understand the theory of what we're discussing. But it wasn't authentic and it's not genuine and it takes me out of the moment. And instead of listening to what you have to say and actually thinking about a response, I just have something, a crutch essentially, that I just fall back onto and it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't sound good and it's not fun. So that's what I've really come to. What's your take? Well, just on that, giving yourself permission to be fearless. I think that's one of our values. So, yeah. so back reset by the values. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to go rogue for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. So listeners have something to look forward to. Who knows what I'm going to say? <laughs> what about you, Hugh? What's been happening? Yeah. So just I've been thinking about, well, I'm coaching my son's under eight soccer side, mm-hmm. um, ragtag bunch of kids and nobody yeah. else wanted to do it. And so I put my hand up and, yeah. and, and it's been differently. And, and me being Mr. Hardcore Business, like I'm just going <laughs> to business the shit out of this soccer side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Really, I just picked three themes, three messages for the kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a soccer guy, like I played as a kid, but didn't play much, but yeah. I get sports. So first message is just push the ball forward. Mm-hmm. So we try and play in the other opposition's half. Second yeah. message is get in space. And that's space away from the ball, space away from the opposition. Yeah. And the third message is, is call, talk to your teammate. So it's really simplified, mm-hmm. but just now that we're five games into the season, I'm starting to see the kids under eights just get those three messages and they're doing really, really well. So it's just like, keep it simple, mm-hmm. star message and repeat the message. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been pretty good fun. I'm actually excited for this weekend. So. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm glad you're excited for the weekend for once. <laughs> it falls in your wheelhouse not yeah. to be. You look forward to Monday. But I, I think what's interesting, because I think deep down, this is an investment for you, Hugh. You know that these children will grow up to be people that come to you for consulting advice, the parents maybe. <laughs> no, Marketing at the core. <laughs> you actually missed it, you know, hoping the son gets a million dollar soccer, <laughs> soccer yeah. contract. Yeah, yeah. You, you missed it completely. <laughs> Never have to work again in your life. (laughs) Nah, perfect. All right, well, let's get into the show. Let's keep it forward. (laughs) You're listening to Two Paths, One Journey with Hugh Reardon and Connell Faulkner. Today, we're talking culture. And we're going to try and convince the audience today why their view of their business culture is probably wrong. When we started to define the the topic of culture, we both struggled with the definition. So, So how would you define culture? To put it quite simply, a company's culture is its shared beliefs, values and practices that guides how it operates and how it's perceived by others as well. Listeners can kind of think of it as the company's personality. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'd like to highlight like the shared beliefs and values. And I know where people get confused and when we were brainstorming the topic, like the difference between 
culture and diversity and how that works out. And I think the confusion is, is culture can refer to a company's culture, but we're talking specifically business culture today and coming back to you, that definition, shared beliefs and values. So you can have people from different backgrounds, yep. diversity from different country cultures, but from a business culture, they share the same beliefs and values. And to go back to what we're trying to achieve today with this episode, we're trying to tell the listeners why their view of their own company's culture might be wrong. So what sort of things are we going to be talking about? So on that topic, as we've just said, stated, it's a hard sort of concept to grasp. We get it, but we couldn't really define it. And it's slow and subtle. So again, that's one of the reasons we believe that their view is probably wrong. And we're going to tell a story of how that kind of subtle change over time can be normalized and you might miss some of the warning signs. And then after that, I think we're going to start to talk about how you need to consider how you're looking at the culture as well. Looking at it from different lenses might actually reveal things you weren't aware of before. Yeah, we've spoken about perspective and having a different perspective gives you a different view. So absolutely, we think it's probably wrong because they're looking through it from their own perspective. Yep. So giving the guys, the listeners, our audience, <laughs> guys is uh, unisex. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten in trouble for saying that. It definitely is not. <laughs> yeah, but reframing the perspective, giving the audience a different lens to look through. And I think we're going to finish it off by talking about something that is true to a lot of things in business and in life, but you have to know what you want. And you have to be auditing against that to actually know whether you're achieving it or not. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to have a culture whether you choose one or not. So you might as well bloody well choose one. Talking of a, a culture, we've got someone coming up who we've built a bit of a culture about. If you asked us, he's the man that Chuck Norris is scared of and he's the man that Elon Musk comes to for advice. Let's hear from Bats. The one and only. <laughs> Ryan steps onto Bats box with his unfiltered opinion. Quick wit and sharp insight. Welcome back, Ryan. Welcome back to Bads' Box. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here again, as always. Talking culture this week. And the thing is, is, well, just about your segment, like we've built up this culture, we've built up this bit of a mythology around Bads and Bads' Box. It wasn't hard, you know. <laughs> a lot of us to work with. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose that just resonates with the audience. You can choose your culture, you can be whatever you want to be. And we just decided, well, let's build up this myth. It is a myth. Most of that is a myth. <laughs> but I appreciate it. And as you point out, you can be anything you want in your culture. And, and it also indicates you don't always necessarily have, well, you need to maintain control over your culture, mate. Like you can, um, the culture can slip or can get away from you without you necessarily realizing. And, you know, the old boiling frog analogy is one that comes to mind. It, it can change over time. And before you know it, you've potentially lost control of your culture. So your culture is genuinely probably one of the most important things in your business as you grow because it's your culture that brings it all together and it brings the team along for the journey and make sure that everyone's driving in that same direction. The old saying about culture eating strategy for breakfast is absolutely true insofar as the you can have the best strategy in the world but without a culture behind it and without people believing in the why then it doesn't matter what you actually do in that regard. So critically important aspect of any business and in any organisation Great culture is, is always something that wins out over time. And you look at the All Blacks, for example, as a sporting analogy, which that culture wins. It's a winning culture, but it's also a culture of respect and authenticity. So, look, I think um, that's enough for me on culture. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. What struck me was straight away, like, as you grow, usually if you start in a smaller business, that culture, you're working side by side. So it rubs off those behaviors, those norms rub off because they're influenced by the leader or the, the business owner. But as you grow, you're not actually working peer to peer with people as much. And so it can actually slip away without you realizing. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's exactly like we've spoken about before. When you're a solopreneur, you are your business, your business is you. So your culture is what you demonstrate. But as you bring more people in, you need to make sure that they align with the culture you want to demonstrate. Yeah. And the bad apple spoiling the boxes. Well, I mean, we heavily recruit for culture now because we haven't always got that right. Mm. That's a critical aspect. Good people fit into a good culture and, and then you can grow and really build a good platform. Yeah, and the other thing of that is, is then if you're going to recruit for culture, you've got to identify the culture you want to be. Mm, so, 100%. yeah, you've got to know what you're looking for, which which is another thing. And what we get into throughout the show is like, if you don't choose, your culture gets chosen for you. You end up with a culture whether you choose it or not. So you might as well bloody choose it. The longer you go, the more you realise that as the business leader, it is you that influences and drives just about everything. Whether it, you're not actually doing it all, but without you influencing it mm. and without you controlling it. It's not happening in the manner that you want it to happen. And so you can't build a business and build a culture and then stick your feet on the desk and hope for the best because over time, it'll just collapse. Yeah, so really what you're saying is you need to be aware of the culture. You can't just let it happen. Be aware, observe it. Yeah, and cultivate it. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't just happen automatically. Like It's just a, it's something you've got to work to like every aspect of your business. But once you know what your culture is or what you want it to be, you attract what you put out. And so that then helps bring your ideal client because they fit in with your culture and it attracts the right staff because they're attracted to your culture. So that culture piece is, is centre to everything. Obviously, you've got your clients, which is what you should all be focused on, but the culture is the centrepiece of bringing it all together. Very good. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks again for your words of wisdom. Always <laughs> enlightening. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. See you next time. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> This is 2P1J. Always good to hear from Bads, Connell. Absolutely. And you had some pretty accurate points today as well. Uncommon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like always, like always. So back to the main theme of the show, like why do we think that people have probably got an incorrect view of their culture? Your view is probably wrong because it's slow and subtle. Let me tell you a bit of a story and it might resonate with listeners and it's a bit personal, so it doesn't necessarily relate to business culture, but it'll show how me as a person, let my culture slip a bit. When I finished high school, I was in the athletics team. I played football at a pretty high level and I weighed about 60 kilos. But over time, there was a sickness in the family and my priorities just shifted a bit and I started to kind of let my weight slip and I gained weight gradually, uh, you know, probably a kilo every couple of weeks. And what I realized a couple of years down the road, I was up to 130 kilos. So from 60 to 130 within years. But it wasn't that big a deal because to me, it was only a couple kilos every few weeks, every month, whatever, whatever. But one day I realized I was weighing myself on a scale on carpet and I thought, oh, I'll put it out on the hard floor just to make sure it's accurate. And my weight jumped 10 kilos in one recording. And it was this sudden moment where I just went, shit, (laughs) this has gotten away from me. This is really significant. But if I had measured that over weeks, I wouldn't have cared. Why do you think that is? I think that's a perfect analogy. And I know it's a personal story around, but that analogy of that weight gain, it's subtle and it's slow and it's it's unnoticed. It sort of gets normalized over time. So things gradually slip. And then within the space of, you know, four or five years or however long that your story was, all of a sudden you're, you're more than double your weight or your, your culture has gone from acceptable to just out of control. And something I've mentioned in the podcast before is that when you're a solopreneur and even a small business owner, your business is you and you are your business. So if it was that hard for me to recognize that 
because, you know, I guess to kind of give a bit more context, my culture at the time was that I'm pretty fit, pretty athletic, blah, blah, blah. But then that completely got lost and I didn't even pick up on it. And that was for my personal culture. As a business owner, if it's that hard for me to recognize that in myself, to then apply that to my business, it's easy to see how culture can get lost down the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having those sort of rose-colored glasses on where you're, you're viewing yourself like you used to be and you're not really paying attention to these other indicators because they are so subtle over time and, and you're moving and then all of a sudden you get that perspective jolt and you're like, oh shit, like this is out of control because you took a different measurement or you started weighing yourself wrong. Yeah. And coming back to that though and why people probably are, their measurement or their around why their culture is wrong because it's intangible. It's difficult to measure. It's not like jumping on the scales and going, oh, we've got a problem here. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that we think like, because it's slow, because it's subtle, are they really viewing it like it is today? Or are they thinking about the kid that was in pretty good shape five years ago? Yeah. And that's a great segue into the next point too. So we've talked about a negative culture can exist because it's so gradual, it gets normalized. But at the same time, sometimes it's about the perspective that you're actually looking at the culture through. So talk to us a bit more about how perspective plays into this. Well, I think we mentioned a bit in the badges section around growth. So as you grow your business, you, quite often you're working shoulder to shoulder with some of your team and, and that culture is rubbing off. You know, they're seeing your behavior, they're seeing the norms, your beliefs, your values, because you're communicating to them. And I, I felt that in my other business, like early on, you'd be working alongside the guys, whether you'd be packing salad or whether you'd be in the field or you'd be talking to them all the time. As the business grows, you get further and further away from the coalface. Yeah. So your perspective is actually, it's not, I suppose, understands exactly what's going on. You're getting messages through the business or you're talking to the same sort of group of your subordinates. So it's really important that is your perspective true? And that actually really resonates in an experience that I had a little while ago, but I knew a company and within that company, I communicate with three different people, the HR manager, the COO and the owner. And the HR manager was struggling, just drowning in work. And she would have been the first to admit that the company culture was quite negative. She felt that she was dealing with problems every other day. But then the COO, he was a well put together guy. He was very knowledgeable, but he was pretty well compensated too. So I feel he adopted an approach that was don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't let the owner know that there's a problem. Instead, filter out any negativity. So then it's all hunky dory to the owner. So that's pretty hard. You're an owner of the business and you have staff working under you that aren't even necessarily telling you the truth. I mean, how do you avoid that? Yeah. And that's a good thing is like making sure to reframe your perspective. So are you getting the message from the people that are reporting to you? You know, like, cause we all know we all played Chinese whispers as a kid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the messages gets changed. But then the second thing, like in your example, you've got somebody who's actually filtering the truth to sort of protect the owner, I suppose, whether it's from a good place or a bad place, it doesn't yeah. really matter. And it's another sort of management concept, which is like just management by walking around, like get to the coalface, talk to your people understand what's happening at the lower levels, which as your business grows, if you don't actively do that, your perspective could be wrong. And we were talking about this in last week's episode, Leadership, which listeners should definitely go and check out if they haven't, plugging it a little bit. But you talked about servant leadership, where it kind of flips leadership on its head, kind of take a bottom up approach. Does that come into play here as well? Is that relevant? Yeah, I think that's part of the some of those principles. Rather than people serving up, serve down. Go, what are your problems? What are your people's problems? And doing that. And the other thing too, which is a language that you repeated, but I like, is trust but verify. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, get the message coming through the business, but verify the message. Go out and check to the people that are actually doing the work. 
Absolutely. And to the checklist episode again. But that's right. You can put these practices in place that let you know whether a process is being followed or not. And I'm sure that can be applied to culture as well. Just little audits to give yourself. And talking of audits, I think what's important when you're considering culture is knowing where you want to be. So then you can tell where I'm at. Is that on the right path? Is it off the right path? That's a really good point. And we spoke about it in BADS again, is that you end up with a culture, whether you like it or not. You know what I mean? All your your actions and your team's actions, they sort of cascade into this thing, this intangible. So if you say, oh, we don't have to worry about culture, your business has got a culture. It is something, do you know? And you come back to the other points, it's like it's slow and it's subtle, so you may not be aware of it and it may change quite quickly as you gave in that analogy around your weight. Over those five years, it can be completely different. Your role may change as the business and the business may grow and you're getting a different perspective and you're only getting information coming up through your direct subordinates and you're not getting out of your little box and seeing what's actually happening on the floor, then you end up with this culture that exists. Mm. But if you don't, you know, as Bad said, don't cultivate it, don't actually choose a culture that mm. you want, you know, you're going you're gonna to have something. But it's funny, actually, it's funny talking about this. And I, I'm going to tell you a bit of a story. I think companies can even have a culture in mind and get lost upon the way. And the reason I say that is because recently I was calling a company and while I was on hold trying to get through to them, I decided to check their Google reviews out, you know, just kind of bored doing what I was. And I came across one that I really wanted to share at some point in time. So I'll read it to you now verbatim. So a customer left this review, had an interview today at 9am, arrived at 8.55am, nobody was at the service desk to greet me. Nobody acknowledged that I was in the building, had waited 15 minutes and had two women come to the service desk talking to each other about their phone bills, dead pets and religion. A very unprofessional place in my opinion. Would have been nice if I was greeted and my presence acknowledged, but nothing. Very rude staff. Already, that's a bit of a signifier of negative culture. But the owner replied. (laughs) So let's let's see what they had to say. Hi, my apologies that you felt that you were not looked after. As I understand it, you walked into our office and sat down, did not ring the bell and announced that you were here. When our receptionist came in, she thought you had been seen to by another staff member or that you're here for the business upstairs. All you had to do was speak up and announce that you had not been seen to and not attack us online like the keyboard warrior you appear to be. If you would like to discuss this further, please do not hesitate to call us on. And then an update three weeks later. Hi, it's been three weeks and I still have not heard from you. (laughs) Okay. Well, just on that. So that was a backwards and forth between a customer and the the firm. That's a culture. That's the way they treated that person and the way they felt and the way that they responded. So what actually is the culture that they wanted to have? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, there's already so much to unpack there, but I decided to take it a step further. I went on their website and I went to look at their about us to see if they had their values or whatever, whatever. And they stated, people are our business. They're our first priority. You're saying this, but you're doing that. They're just not connecting. And without being too judgy, because it it is tough, do you know Mm. what I mean? And I think it's a great example, but this is the point of the show is like, One, do you know where you want to go with your culture? Do you know? That business had said, yes, people are everything. But then two, are you actually representing that? Yeah. Do you know? And you can see that, as we said, that these actions build up over time. So that's just a small little action, like the the way the staff was, potential customer was greeted, you know, one action they weren't attended to. The second action was they made a complaint. They complained whichever way they wanted to complain. So be it. 
customers are going to do that. Then the third action is, this is how they responded. Then they responded again. All of these things that combine into this culture. So where they may have started out as a business that people are everything, clearly they were a long way, way away. Yeah. And if you don't audit yourself against that, or you don't have a clear vision or purpose for your business, like, is your culture right? Is it where you think you are? And this sets the tone for the other staff members as well. Not pulling up your, and I'm just sticking to this example, it may not resonate with everyone, but it should be on the staff to check in with your customers. If people are your everything, put them first. Even if you assume that they've been seen to, just check in, make sure. And that just demonstrates how giving a little bit over time can just really let your culture slip from where it should be. You know, go back to the original definition, shared beliefs and norms, you know, this became a norm. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't always a norm, mm. but it's that subtle and gradual change. Like the example, like gaining a few kilos every week, then mm. all of a sudden you look back and you go, shit, we're not the type of business that we want to be. Yeah. And it's a runaway train. Once it's got that momentum and it's snowballed, getting it back to where it was, that becomes a whole nother episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And, and I did like the term like, cultivate your culture, like yep. be active about it, be aware of it, look for these indicators, look for these signals, make sure your business represents the type of culture you want. But the other thing too is, is like, if you don't actually choose where you want to go, mm. then how do you know what track you're on? So hopefully listeners have gotten a bit of a sense of how their culture may not be where they think it is. And they have a bit of a feeling to go back and audit and just double check. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, that's it, Connell. Like that was the take home when we're doing the episode, like your business culture exists and your view's probably wrong because it's slow and subtle. The perspective you're looking through is your own. So if you don't actively seek out those different views, you're going to have a problem. And the third thing is, is you're going to have a culture whether you choose it or not. And if you don't choose it, then how can you measure it? And if you choose it and you don't measure it against it, like in your story, where do you end up? Perfect. Well, let's close the loop and get into the wrap up. Closing the loop. Any topics that needed further thought, we come back and close the loop. All right, Hugh, as the little counter behind you says, our first 10 episodes are all done. That's kind of what we considered to be the first season of this show. Yeah, season one in the bag. Fist pump. Yeah. Fist pump across the desk. <laughs> and the kill. Yeah. Okay. Like the fucking Power Rangers again. <laughs> no, well, it's it's been a good journey and, and looking forward to season two. Like we've gone forward, backwards, upside down <laughs> and it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. We've learned a lot along the way, educationally, and then also how to do a podcast. <laughs> and we're not going to stop learning. <laughs> and we'll keep show, it'll keep evolving. And the same sort of thing, like we keep checking in on where we're going as a show and coming back. And I think it's a bit hard to be objective, but I feel the show's got better and we've improved, which is the main sort of thing, you know, far yeah. forward. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. But it's not all doom and gloom. The listeners do have some bonus content to look forward to. That'll be coming out soon. But in the meantime, they're more than welcome to get on our socials. We've still got our website under work, but we've got one up at the moment, www.2p1j.com. We've got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, anything else I might have missed, but all 2p1j. And then otherwise, if you feel we've inspired or educated you, the best way to help our show is by leaving a written review. In turn, that helps other business owners find us so they can follow us as we go down the two paths, one journey. Thanks, Colin. That's what we're discussing today, like business culture and that your view of your culture is probably wrong. You get to choose the culture you want to be. And if you don't choose, you end up with a culture. So set the identity, set the culture of your business and start working towards that. 
acknowledge it takes time and it's shifting. So you've got to keep checking in, keep auditing it against the type of culture you want to be. And then that audit from different perspectives. As you grow, as your business grows, your perspective may change. You may not be getting the truth. So get to the coalface, manage by walking around, understanding what's happening from your staff, from your customer's perspective. And culture builds on your daily actions and it doesn't lie. So both good and bad actions contribute to the culture. And as that build over time, you end up with this thing, this tangible thing. So you might as well make it what you want to be. Yeah, perfect. And hopefully that came across for listeners. And I just want to say thank you for listening and thank you for being here, Hugh. Thanks, Connell. Thanks, Gil. Thanks, listeners. Cheers, Gil. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Two Paths, One Journey. Thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you really love today's show, please leave us a five-star review. It helps other people discover the show and grow our community. We also want to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can reach us at 2p1j.com or send us an email at info at 2p1j.com. We read every message and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening to 2P1J. We'll see you next time.